Van Buren, Arkansas in 1981 was a quiet little town. It still is. It was the kind of town where people go to church on Sunday, the kind of town where neighbors help each other, and the kind of town that's quick to pass judgment, the kind of town where a brutal murder just doesn't happen every day. So why was the pillar of the community found dead in a pool of her own blood after being struck over the head 10 times? And how did they get into that fortress of a house? I'm Dee Morales, and this is the mother of a murder. Let me introduce the Park family. Hugh and Rui Ann were the owners of the town's newspapers. They were influential, respected, and maybe even a little envied. When I was a kid... I worked for my uncle on Main Street, and Van Buren was kind of like Mayberry. Uh, I knew all the merchants up and down the street, and I knew Mr. Park. I didn't know him well, but he had the uh, newspaper, the only newspaper in Crawford County, and he had a little radio station down in the, in the newspaper building, and he was quite influential. So tell me what is Van Buren like? What was Van Buren like? It was just a sleepy... Little old river town. Uh, nothing much ever happened. I mean, it was uh, of any note. Uh, there was uh, the the high. I remember the highway sign read uh, "Population thirty five hundred. In that sleepy little town, one thing was clear: everyone, absolutely everyone, had an opinion on Ruby Ann Park. She was. Uh, an eccentric lady would be a very nice way that I could uh, tell you about her. She was, uh, her name was Ruey Ann. Her maiden name was Smith, Ruey Ann Smith. Her father had been the uh, postmaster in Van Buren, and that was a that was a nice job to have. Uh, she went to school at the University of Arkansas, so she was a college graduate. That was an unusual thing to have in those days. But she was just... Um, uh, she... I, just, I don't know exactly how to explain her. She was very... She was very much a social climber. But she felt like she was very much better than anybody else. I don't know. Did she have an air about her? Did she think she was better than everybody else? She was very haughty. Yes. Condescending. And just, I don't know where she got that idea, except that she was very smart like Sam was. And she had always into the genealogy, trying to find some more stars in the crown for her family. But she, yeah, she had that air about her. That was Margaret Bryant, a childhood friend of Ruey Ann's son, Sam Hugh. But Sam Hugh's friend, Rusty, looked at it a little differently. I, I wouldn't uh, characterize her as being a, a, a milk and cookies mom, although she was welcoming. I, I always felt uh, good about being around her and felt welcome there. Uh, I, I would not call her a, a cold person at all. Uh Though there are a lot of folks, uh, friends of mine, that considered her uh, kind of intimidating. And, and I, I think maybe that, that was a, a persona that she put on just because she was not wanting to necessarily get that close to some some people. And and perhaps uh, she considered maybe some of Sam's friends just a little bit too boisterous, like boys can be, uh, uh, in the, in that house with all the antiques. So that might have been part of it. I don't know. 
but I always found her to be a, a welcoming person. And uh, now, Mr. Park was kind of a, a cool sort of a guy. I mean, he was nice enough, but uh, I found him actually a, a man of fewer words. But uh, uh, and, and really didn't get to know him as well as I did Mrs. Park. Ruey Ann Park was a legend in Crawford County at the time. Uh, she lived in what was called the Mansion on the Hill, which was Logtown Hill overlooking the city. It's um, If you drive there today, you will not get the um, essence of what it was back then, I would say. Uh, today, that area's grown up. There's industrial areas around there and all. But back then, it was a lonely brick house, uh, very well-to-do, that sat on a mountain that overlooked the city of Van Buren and the Arkansas River, very picturesque. Um, she was, um, again, a very civic-oriented person. She was you know, president of the Garden Club, president of the library board, I mean, on the school board. She did virtually everything uh, that uh, a civic person would do. Uh, she was fairly elderly. Um, and, uh, you know, rumored to be fairly wealthy. Was she someone that was liked? You know, I, I did not have much contact with her. I think she was more respected than liked from what I get from people. There's a difference? I think so, yeah. yes. Could you call her the Grand Dame of Van Buren? Probably. Her husband was the powerful editor of the Press Argus Courier. She was very religious and pious. Yet she liked status and she liked her show place of a home on a hill where she could look down on everyone else. When she was a young woman, they had a little girl who only lived three days. And so 10 years went by before they had another child. And this was Sam Hugh. And he, too, was a sickly baby. And so she really, really doted on him. That's when the family album started that I have. And those albums had a picture of him when he was one month, two months, and he was this real teeny little scrawny looking little baby and there's one picture she's holding him and she looks really happy she has this baby and that he just looks like a little immature little premature little bird and uh but she just nurtured him and nurtured well i don't think i should say the word nurtured because I don't think she was really a nurturer, but she was very proud of him. And at an early age, he showed, um, he exhibited a lot of interest in music, and he was real smart. And so she was really happy about that as well. And so he was her pride and joy, and the father's as well. Now she liked to dress him up. She liked to dress him up. I saw some of those up. pictures and they were a little bit strange. Yes. She there were lots of pictures in that family album. She had him dressed up. There was one he was dressed up like a jockey. You know, a jockey rides a pony in the race horse races. She had him once pictured dressed up like a priest with a long white robe on and had um glasses on like a priest might wear. Uh, anyway, she 
there were was a picture of him when he went to a costume party, and he was wearing he was dressed up like a little girl who had long blonde braids and a little dress on. Um, he and those pictures were big pictures that she had and colored pictures that she had and and uh, he was he was. She liked to show him off. The family picture wasn't complete yet. They decided Sam Hugh needed a sibling. They decided to adopt a ba- a little girl. And I don't know, I've heard lots of different stories that Sam said, I'd like to have a sister. And so they said, well, let's just get you a sister. Um, a long time ago, the story was that that. This little sister that they got was really an illegitimate child of Hughes. But I think that was just some gossip, kind of ugly gossip that went around. I, don't, I didn't find anything that, that, uh, that said that that was a true story. But Linda, <clears throat> Linda was, uh, she, had, she was one of several siblings that was, who were put in this orphanage in Kansas City. The mother and daddy were alive, but they were just too poor to raise a family. And so they put her in this orphanage, and she was adopted. Actually, she was not adopted until she was 21 years old, but she was chosen and taken home and she was a year older than Sam. She was seven and he was six when they brought her home to live with them. And she um, she was very, very shy and meek. And uh, she didn't fit in with that family. And that family, it, they... They didn't fit in with her, and she didn't fit in with them. This is Ruianne's adopted daughter, Linda Park Martin, who now lives in Florida. So they came back just before Christmas and took me and brought me home. Well, I was very pretty shy, and uh, but, you know, they were very nice people. They were never bad to me. They did spank. They were spankers. And you go get your little switch. But, and they said, aren't you glad we're not spoiling you? We love you so much we that we don't want to spoil you. And, you know, I always said, well, if you really loved me, you would show me. I'm a big believer in showing and uh, how much you mean. I never had a car, you know, I never got money good to me, but I never got anything that made me feel like I was anything, you know, except just the daughter that happened to be because they wanted a sister for their son. This lady, an older lady, she was well into her 90s. She came to the signing. And she had been Hughes' secretary at the Press Argus. And she said she well remembered when it was Sam Hugh 
Rui Ann and Hugh had been to Kansas City, and they brought this little girl back to the Press Argus newspaper to show her off to the people who worked there. This is the little girl we adopted. And it was. she said it was sort of like showing off a new puppy they had gotten. And Rui Ann dressed her beautifully when she was a little girl. She was... You know, there are pictures of her with these cute little hats on and gloves and just, she was just really, she was just really dressed up to fit the band. And people knew that it was just Rui Ann pretending to be very, what this magnanimous woman I brought this little girl out of an orphanage and I've dressed her and I'm giving her a home and aren't I wonderful people saw that and felt sorry for the little girl they always felt sorry for the little girl now in the family dynamics now you have this beloved son and you have this little girl from the orphanage how did they treat them was Sam Hugh treated better than Linda How how did that work well, Sam Hugh was certainly treated better. Sam Hugh was smarter. He uh, he could he was a really good little dancer, and he took dancing lessons. He and Linda both took dancing lessons, and um, Sam was a good dancer. And Linda, little Linda, was not a good dancer. And one of, one of the people I interviewed for my book was with the dancing was with them during their dancing classes. And she remembered how Rui Ann would make fun of Linda and praise Sam during their dancing classes. And Sam was very musical. He could play the piano. He played the organ. He played the piano and the organ in the Methodist Church in Van Buren. He, he was in a band. Uh, he was just, he was, he was very multi-talented. And Linda was not. Linda struggled in school. Um, She was told that she couldn't go to parties or she couldn't go to the movies or anywhere on the weekends because she had to study. I'm not sure that Linda had anyone she could go with to parties or to the movies, but she did not have a happy childhood or teen years. She she was not taught how to drive. Sam was taught to drive, and he had a car, and um, it was just not not an even Stephen childhood at all. Sam Hugh was bright, talented, the kind of sibling that was hard to compete with, especially if you were shy and you were adopted. One of Linda's friends from school, Joyce Patton. That mom was just a mean mom. In what, in what way did she show that? Oh, she would holler at Linda. Uh, she would, oh, she definitely belittled her in front of other people. So if she did that in front of other people, I always thought not much telling what she did in private. Things weren't great at home. Margaret Bryant, who was Sam's good friend, remembers that her house was Sam's home away from home. He always gravitated toward me, and he would come to our house, especially during the pre-divorce session of his parents. 
sit on my front porch with my mother's had kept orange juice for Sam. She thought he was addicted to orange juice. And she didn't know about the flask. That <laughs> was this is in high school already? Senior year. Yeah. Just, just beginnings. But he was um one of a kind, one of a kind, one in a million. Sounds like he had some trouble coping then with his parents with the with the divorce thing. What did he tell you about that? Oh, he would come up there and say, "Well, she's at it again." And well, they were both at it again actually. She he would couldn't stand it anymore upstairs, so he would say, "I'm going into the basement and make some homebrew," which nobody knew if he did or not. He was going down there probably just to drink and have some peace and quiet. And she wasn't going to allow for the peace and quiet. So she would march back and forth right above his head, singing hymns and quoting scripture on and on. And that's when Sam would leave and come to our front porch, which wasn't very far away. Now, we we hear about her religious overtones uh, and and what were they like? Were they that bad? Was she was just pious and condescending. But what was it was so funny? Uh, there was a cousin of hers who was a real close friend of mine. She was a lot older than I was. She was a seamstress, and she was a first cousin to both of them, to Hugh and Rui Ann. So I got all these the narration of all of this from her and from Sam about a lot of things. But she did tell me one day she was so put out with Ann and she said, oh, she just is so mean to that little Linda. And she said, and she's so pious, and there she is. She won't wear anything but red underwear. <laughs> and back then, that was, oh, nice ladies didn't wear red underwear. <laughs> but she had, had a thing for red underwear, which it just cracked me up after that. Every time I saw her, I thought, I know what color your panties are, but I didn't. <laughs> no one had much to say about Hugh Park. He was successful, ambitious, the perfect man to add to Rui Ann's image. Uh, her husband was a, he was really a workaholic and, and was a very, very good newspaper man, very good. And so he was always at the newspaper. She was either at the library researching something or at the newspaper. Mr. Park was kind of a, a cool sort of a guy. I mean, he was nice enough, but uh, I found him actually a, a man of fewer words, but, uh, uh, and, and really didn't get to know him as well as I did Mrs. Park. I understand that her husband, Hugh, would escape from these religious tirades of hers and go down in the basement and fill a glass with orange juice and tell her he was just down there drinking orange juice, but it would have a whole lot of gin in it too. So they did not have, they did not have a happy marriage. And by the time they, the children reached the age of uh, about 17 or 18, they divorced. This is Linda Park Martin. I didn't like how my dad acted. He, I think, was carrying on with some people he shouldn't have been. That house on the hill may have looked like the perfect home for the perfect family, but things are starting to unravel. Everyone in Van Buren thought golden boy Sam Hugh murdered his mother. Could Sam have hit her over the head ten times and left her to bleed on his Persian rug? 
Was he smart enough to pull it off and not get caught? I'm Dee Morales, and this is a mother of a murder. I'd like to express my thanks and give special credit to Caleb Haldane for recording and producing this episode. Original music by Robert Houston. Special thanks to the Miller branch of the Fort Smith Library.